Running my race, running my race till I'm one of the all time greats. Skate, running my race, running my race till I'm one of the all time greats. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Paradisos, where if you change your thoughts, you can change the world. That is right. That is right. We are back with another installment with myself, Dennis, and of course, my wonderful brother, Ray. Yo. Yo is right. And yes, it is Friday. Um, even though I don't live for the weekend because I try not to, because that's not a good habit. You know, one of the many things we've spoke about in our, you know, habits is greater than resolution episodes. If you haven't checked that out, go ahead and check that out now before continuing to listen to this episode and then come back and then finish listening to this one. But yeah, uh, today is Jesus. Friday. So that means Freestyle Friday. So my brother Ray, how are you today? Yo, how about that introduction, bro? Every time, I mean, we got to like pre-record that introduction because every time you do it, it's fabulous. It sounds like you've been laughing the whole time. It's it's hysterical, bro. I'm laughing every time you do it. You know, it's just it's just constant repetition and practice, you know, like like. Like the famous Ray the Jesus says, perfect practice makes perfect. Ooh, baby. Ooh, what would baby, baby Jesus do? <laughs> Facts. So look, real quick, how about did you get the chance to see that the T D Jakes dude, that one that I sent you? I saw that like three times and I like I told you before I even watched it, I watched some of the clips before even like watching that video because it was a montage of his you know, preachings, but yes, I saw that video. You sent me like twice. I was working and had it on my speaker that was attached to my belt clip and it was just blasting and it was just getting me mad hype for work. Unbelievable, bro. That man. It, it's, I don't, it's so, if you can understand and you're not, if you're very open-minded and, and you're very like you're paying attention to what's going on and the words that are coming out and really understanding and and trying to relate all at the same time. Bro, those words are so fucking powerful. It's unbelievable. And for those of you who don't know who T.D. Jakes is, he I mean, among many things like a producer, director, um, writer, author, he is a, a Christian preacher who just I mean. Like Ray said, if you listen to his words, it's unbelievable. But when you first heard it before sending it to me, and I mean, what better way to start this uh, Freestyle Friday is what, 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 I mean, before I ask that question, I mean, what, what, what's the word, uh, drew you to that episode? Like, how did you even come across that? I mean, I know you're watching YouTube videos, amazing YouTube videos constantly every single day you know the majority you're sending of me and even though i don't watch all of them but i watch some what how did you come across that specific one so you know you know i this is this is where you would say you know god does his magic and his work <laughs> and you know i would say the universe is giving me 
the info that I need when I need it. And yo, it just so happened that like it accidentally started playing. So on, it was like, just like think, the next video, the YouTube yeah, autoplay nah, so, feature. So, nah, so I, I think I, I think I was in the gym and I think I was getting on the treadmill before like I started, and then I accidentally tapped uh, one of the next videos accidentally, and it popped up, and I just started letting it go and. When I tell you, like, oh my goodness, it was, it just, it was crazy because it related so much and like on point to what was going on. And like at that exact moment of my life, that exact, like, like down to the second and, and it hit my emotion the way it was supposed to hit my emotion. And, you know, it, it made me realize and see a lot of things and, if you don't like that one, that first line, like that first line, the description when someone described him, it was sort of like a prison. And I was like, right. Like when you give, when you, when you accept, when you accept someone's reality to who you are, you're imprisoned in that reality. And you know, the hardest thing I think is to, well, we know the hardest thing is, is, is to face that face yourself to do those things and it it made me realize like my situation what was going on how i'm kind of like i wasn't i'm not like stuck somewhere but it's more of a, my choice to be there and you mean in life you know, in I your know, current situations yeah and and i know it could change if i make a change and then just like constantly, like the whole week before is like, you know, you let things go so you can grow and you don't, you don't want to like, it was just so much. Don't stick around right, right. and tr try to have people like change people's view of you, you know, stop trying to change and show people you're someone else. And they then they think you're something else. Like stop wasting your time, yo. That whole thing. I'm telling you, I couldn't. But it was perfect. So, like I called you and I, I was crying. <laughs> so you you mentioned that you mentioned change a, a minute ago, and that you know uh, the situation, you know, the s certain situation requires for you to change for the situation to, to change, right? Um, exactly. But but how how can you come to the conclusion that the situation needs to be resolved or changed by you changing. Why is it that you need to change for the situation to change? Or how can anyone come to a conclusion of, I need to change for the situation to change? Why, what about, you know, if you're not in control of anything and, you know, nothing that you can do personally can change the situation, it just needs to, like, ride out. It just needs to happen. How, how can you, how did you, how do you come to the conclusion to, that you know I need to change for the situation to change. Why, why is that? So I think in all honesty, I think we all know the answers to our questions. Um, I think if you, if you, there's an expression like in the silence is the answers. So I remember one day walking to softball and you know how far softball is. Yeah. And I didn't do anything. I just walked. 
and I, and I knew something was going to happen because of the experience I had the last time coming from Michael's and all of these thoughts came to my head. And then I, I started to realize things that, you know, I might not want to see. And then it's like a good friend of mine kind of hit me with some, you know, some nasty, I would say some nasty feedback on kind of my situation and it, I really didn't like it and, and and it hurt. But I think sometimes we need real people like that in our lives to tell us like to, to, to try to get our shit straight. And then like what she said w- was so powerful and it was like, yo, you have a, a, a chance to start a new whole new situation and you're not really, you're not doing it. And then that stood on me. And then I still stood in the same spot. And then again, all of these things that I'm hearing and, and all of these things are coming to my attention, you know, for a change to happen, you have to change. That's the only way. Like we know that, you know, we knew that from the beginning from Jim Rohn and, you know, you, you can have anything you want, but you know, it's time to change. You can have more than what you got. You could, cause you can become more than what you are. And then, you know, listening to stuff like about like what what uh, when you go through a breakup or go through something painful like that, like what those emotions, there's two ways those things could affect you bad or good. And, you know, we're fully aware of of these things that are occurring in our mind, if that makes any sense. And we could understand and, and really pay attention to it. And I was just, re- I was really just trying to like connect with myself. And I'm just like, yo, Ray, like you got to change. Like this is the only way to grow. And I'm telling you that, 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 that video, I heard that. I probably heard that video like f- at least 40 times. The one with TD Jakes. Yeah. And, and the more, like he's talked, the more I felt like I got lost in his words. And then I just kept paying attention to my situation. And then, you know, you, you know, he says the stuff like you haven't like uh, dreamed your best dream or you haven't thought your best thought, mm. you know, like, like stuff like that started all just coming into place. And the only way all of this would occur is if I got out of, like he said, that first line, the prison that I was in and for anyone to, to have a, a whole different experience in their life. I think the most important thing, like we always talk about is the first thing is, is you have to change. It's the only way. So you, you mentioned, so have you ever in your life felt like you were comfortable in your current life situation. Yes or no? Yeah, of course. Okay. So for someone who's comfortable and hopefully you can speak from experience for someone who's comfortable in their life and, you know, everything's just going their way, you know, they're not making crazy money, but they're living comfortable. You know, their job is good. It's not the best, but you know, they're comfortable Uh, You know, their relationship is not perfect, but, uh, you know, they're okay with it. They're in love. They're comfortable. 
how can someone does this or let me rephrase does a situation need to happen in order for someone to realize comfortability in their life is no longer acceptable or can someone come to that conclusion you know naturally in some point in their lives i think if they're comfortable they've already lost that you know that thought and they'll stay that way they'll stay comfortable and the only other way if a person is comfortable, the only way they'll change is, you know, the, the main two things, inspiration or desperation. Mm. I, I think once you've hit that spot of, you know, I'm comfortable now, it's really hard to go back and even to think about going any other way, if that makes any sense. So, I mean, like, should we strive to be comfortable at all ever? in any sense? No, I mean, I don't know what well, strive to be comfortable. Like what is it about being comfortable? I think that's what would have to be the first question, but I mean, like, should you ever be satisfied all, with your current, I, you know, with your current, but that, that, that the current situation, but then that all determines on, you know, the kind of person that you are, what, what are your thoughts? What do you want in your life? What are your values? Those are things. What are your goals? What are your dreams? You know, these are things that you have written down. If you don't have these things, then, you know, are you really living a meaningful, successful life? It depends on how people view the situation. And it also depends, I guess, on, you know, how you define success, right? Exactly. Man, I hope you guys are like doing something to, you know, I don't know, write this stuff down, guys, because this is good stuff. This is, and again, this is just off the dome. Um, I want to switch uh, topics a little. Uh, I'm on the, the K Love website. I don't know who for whoever doesn't know what K Love is. It's a radio station, Christian radio station that I listen out in New Jersey. And they have a website. And one of their uh, articles they had, uh, it's very encouraging and you know uh, how, do, how do you describe uplifting so it says uh, ball players with disability find love for the game through special fields and it reads um, uh, people with disabilities are showing uh, what's possible through special baseball fields these fields feature a rubberized surface that accommodates wheelchairs walkers and other devices this is a per quote this is a perfect opportunity to watch him quite literally fly around through the bases End quote. Aaron Henson said of her six-year-old son, Henry, hundreds of leagues across the country support more than 250,000 children with these fields. My question to you, Ray, is what has the game of baseball, softball, and the game, what has it done for you in your life and how, is it, how important is it to you? You know, to hear to hear that, you know, uh, uh, 250 children are across the, the nation, across the United States are being able to, you know, play the, the, the great game of baseball through the accommodations of these special fields. Like I said, with rubberized surface that accommodates wheels, walkers and et cetera. What 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 does the game of baseball have done in your life for you to? see that and be like, wow, that's amazing. You know, 
I, 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 I want to repeat what you just said. Wow, that was amazing. <laughs> um, you know, those, and I'm going to be honest, those are the kind of people that I like. I one day want us to be around, to strive to be with, because that's really trying to change, you know, the world. Those those are very, very wonderful things. And, and people, there are some beautiful people out there, bro. Like, you know, we live in a place where it's different, but wow, that was beautiful. Um, the game of, of baseball, you know, that was our life in the beginning and we grew up loving it. It taught us everything, uh, the competitive nature, who we are striving for the best, all the good things we, you, you want as a child and like transitioning into an adult and now playing softball. It's, it changed when when you brought up the whole book thing to me and now I'm understanding more that a lot of things is, is really mental and understanding what's going on in your mind and and really paying attention to what's going on in the surroundings around you and you know when you hear stories like that and every time I, I play like I am grateful like I am so grateful that I have the opportunity to get on the field. I have a great group of guys. Like you know, we have a team that's absolutely phenomenal group of guys. Mm. And you know, it's it's all a humbling experience and I think it's it's good. It's good for kids. It's good for kids to play baseball. Um it helps them. It it changes the mind and I mean, you know, I would just be a little selfish and say, just do it because I love it. Amazing. And and real and real quick, real quick. Like three years ago, I was in Virginia in a Fourth of July tournament, and I wasn't, um, I didn't really appreciate softball like I do now, and and Even the story then? behind the story behind this, because this was. This was before we, we were on our journey to change. Mm -hmm. And it was a Wounded Warriors tournament. And the Wounded Warriors Foundation is veterans that are injured in combat. And, bro, I swear on, on, on my kids, there was a dude playing second base with one leg. Wow. And he had a, 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 a fake leg, a prosthetic on. He was part and of the monster. It, yo, it was a ground ball, and my boy dove. He didn't catch the ball, but, you know, when you see stuff like that, like he, he don't see a, uh, uh, that he's he's limited. He doesn't see you an know obstacle. What I'm saying? Yeah, he doesn't see uh, something that's going to stop him. He's overcoming, you know, his you know, whatever has occurred. And that's, that's, that's unbelievable. And then I saw him hit. I mean, he didn't hit too well, but to hit and to be able to run down to first baseline. It's, it's truly. Yeah, bro. That's like tears to, to the eyes. Unbelievable. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, you know, now that we're on the topic, it's 
funny that you, you know, bring up Fourth of July and veterans because, you know, I wanted to speak about Fourth of July, you know, it being Fourth of July week. And I wanted to uh, uh, share a quick uh, information about Fourth of July and, you know, what it consists of, which is, you know, the Declaration of Independence. It says the Declaration of Independence was a bold statement aimed directly at King George III of Great Britain. Many colonists were fed up with what they considered royal royal mistreatment. The declaration was adopted by Congress July 4th, 1776. You know, information that people know. But it took eight long and violent years before the British troops left New York City. That was in 1783, as the United States and Great Britain signed the Treaty of Paris. Uh, The Declaration of Independence states that the principles on which our government and our identity as Americans are based. Unlike the founding uh, documents, the Declaration of Independence is not legally binding, but it is powerful. Abraham Lincoln called it a rebuke and a stumbling block to the tyranny and oppression. It continues to inspire people around the world to fight for freedom and equality. And that information is based on the U.S. National Archives. So hearing that and you being, you know, a veteran and me being a proud brother of a veteran, um, you know, what has you joining the military and now being a veteran has done for your life and, you know, has done for your appreciation of life? What, what does that mean to you hearing that all those years ago we fought for, you know, our independence as the United States and now, you know, we live in a free country and then we have the ability and the right and the honor to fight for this country. What, what does that all mean to you? I mean, it, it means kind of what it sounds like that people are amazing. Um, when things like this happen, people go to war and they fight for what they believe in and then they stand up for what they believe in. And I think that's amazing. Um, the fact of being in the military, you know, it's a whole different life. It's a whole different mindset, uh, coming out, coming back home, jumping to civilian life. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that go on mentally. The only thing that, that I say from my experience is the most important thing that I learned and that I think everyone should know is they taught you that, you know, we live together, we die together. It doesn't matter what's the color of our skin. It doesn't matter if this person's big or if this person's not, it doesn't matter what's their flaws. It doesn't matter if they got problems at home. You know, none of that stuff matters. Well, what matters is, is when we're all together and if we're doing something or we're somewhere on a deployment, if it's time to go and, and do what we have to do, we're all work together and we all want to get home to our families and coming home and seeing, you know, in the beginning when I came home, it was the Black Lives Matter movement and that was huge and all of these things were occurring. And then, you know, we got that other movement now of the LGBT and I see in the world that there's so much division. You know, I don't think these things help us. I think they just divide us more. Mm -hmm. And the, just a huge shout out to the military for, you know, really teaching people that, we're all one and, and we don't put blame on no one. We work together and, 
you know, I try to carry that into uh, my kids. So I'm really grateful for that. So and to all the vet to all the veterans, it's just I I don't know how and I don't know why, and I didn't even know you was gonna do what you just did, and it just so happens that I put a picture on IG today and I sent it to you. It was weird. I don't even know why I did that. So I guess it was that was done purposely. That's God. That's that's baby Jesus working for you, Dennis. There you go. And um, you know, before we close out, I mean, I, I don't really want to end on a bad note and I'll try not to, or we'll try not to, but I mean, I feel like it needs to be discussed. And I, I think we have an obligation that you being a veteran, me, you know, being on this podcast and just trying to be as open and honest with everyone who's listening. I feel like, you know, we have the obligation uh, to, to speak about this. And it's, it's the fact that, and I'm sure you can agree that most if you know, or some, if not most, veterans aren't treated, um, I wouldn't say fairly, but aren't treated right when they come back, you know, whether it be because of a disability, be whether it be, 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 whether it be because a, a medical discharge or whether they're just done with their deployment. But, you know, some veterans aren't treated, you know, the way they should be treated you know, whether it be them being a veteran or them just being a human being and, you know, are, the opportunities aren't there for them. Why or what do you think can happen for that to change? I think... Because I know, I know this is home for you and I know we spoke about this in the past and I know how deeply you feel about this situation. So, I mean, what, what do you think needs should happen, needs to happen? <sighs> It has to be voiced. Somebody has to be the voice. Somebody has to speak about it. It has to be brought up. Something something has to be brought. Someone's attention has to be brought to the problem. And, um, you know, I've said it before. Uh, I don't think it's enough training to get out. You know, you're pushed to live a certain way and have a certain mindset. I don't think a month is enough mindset, you know, time to erase four years of stress, you know, that's not really a good formula for success. It kind of sets you up for failure. I, I don't think like, you know, to add on, I don't think it's enough time to get over four years of constant lifestyle changing. Bro, my seven, one, my seven months on deployment was, man, I don't even wish it on my worst enemy. Um... <laughs> So you, you, yeah, you're saying that, it was worse that, than your boot camp? An emotional aspect and what was occurring? Yes. It's it's a lot of negatives. It's not a lot of pluses. I mean, in a plus aspect is you'll meet new people, but you see the same people every day for nine months straight. Every day, same spot, everything. It's, it's a mental drain. And then, um, like I said, there's no real help. Even there, uh, current at that time, while it's all occurring, so it's it's hard. You got to try to be strong, but again, for for someone to fix the problem, it has to be voiced and and brought to to the to the higher ups. Absolutely, absolutely, and definitely, like you said, there needs to be some sort of um, what's the like some sort of exit training for people who are leaving the military. Like I said, whether it be 
through, you know, medical discharge or just finish with their deployment or with their service. There needs to be some sort of exit training like there is and, you know, introduction training, you know. Yeah, like some like some mindfulness training on what's about to occur coming from, you know, being in the military to transitioning back into the civilian sector. Right. How long was boot camp? Boot camp is maybe two months, two and a a half months, maybe. So, yeah, you know, boot camp, two and a half months gets you prepared for, for war, you know, exit training. Exit boot camp, two and a half months of just mental training and mental preparation for, you know, surviving out in the real world after being, you know, out at war, basically. It's actually, it's actually, a, it's only a one week class. What? You only take a one week class to get out and then you get out. Oh, so there is a, a sort of an exit training. Yeah, but it's only one week. You sit in the class, you watch some slides about getting jobs and how to do it and there's no there's no jumping into my my subconscious and trying to help me erase what i saw or what i felt or you know that that's what needs so there's to be. no talking about you know within the the soldiers about what's what happened how they felt none of that no bro you know i my good friend or officer now but when we were on deployment he was a regular, r- regular in, he was an E4 and, uh, bro, people would call him, you know, homo, faggot, all of that stuff. And this is on deployment in the Navy, wow. 2014, you know, just stuff like that still happens. You know, it's hard to be away from your family working your ass off and then and having then have tricks to go that, that work. You know what I'm saying? It's mentally draining. And then who you got to talk to? Nobody. You got a friend next to you, but what if you don't like him? And then you got douchebags. You know, it's a whole bunch of monchinchando drama. And it's hard because everyone isn't on the same level as you or or think like you or, you know, no one's have read as many books as you have read. It's just... It's hard because even the higher ups aren't trained enough to handle their situation and re- like push it out towards everyone else. So everyone usually gets screwed in the process. I mean, it's definitely something that needs to be worked on. And I hate to leave it on a bad note. I hate, hate to leave this episode or any on a bad note. So um, listen, listen. Can I let me get two seconds? Hold on one second. <laughs> go ahead. I mean, you've had a, got, you've had many, but go ahead. No, but that's you asking me things now. I wrote something down to say because it's important. Go ahead. Um, I've been going through a lot of stuff in, in my psychology class. Okay. And a lot of people are very, 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 I don't want to say lost, Negative. not aware of what's, what's going on and what reality really is. And um, if people don't, like a lot of them are depressed. And if people don't know what they're worth, uh, uh, you know, I'm going to say a line um, for a probability of a person to be born. It's one and 400 trillion is the odds of a person to be born. That's more than hitting the lotto, more being being struck by lightning like three or four times. It's one and 400 trillion. And I heard that from your man, Gary V. Right. So. Also, 
people suffer. People go through suffering every day. Push through your suffering, overcome it. The only way to overcome suffering is becoming a better person. That's how you should respond. And, and just don't take nothing for granted. Be happy, love life, live life. Every day push to be great and that's it. It's all in your hands. The power's in your hands. That's it. Ah, thank goodness uh, we didn't have to end this episode on the bad note. You know, Ray to the rescue always. Guys, thank you so much for sitting down and listening to us um, and just listening to our chit-chat and our conversations. It really means a lot that you guys take the time to listen to us. Hey, real quick, bro. We we're at we're at a thousand plays, man. You oh, know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Right yeah, now I, we gotta get a round of applause for ourselves. And I wanna thank everybody, bro. You know? Yeah. It's emotional. It, it's it's I I've been telling everybody and you know, it might not seem like much to certain people, but you know, that's irrelevant. Me and Dennis or especially me, I'm I'm so grateful for everyone just Push and play, you know, it, it's, it, it keeps it, it keeps the drive alive. And, uh, I appreciate, I appreciate everything. I, I, I think, I think I'm going to press, I'm going to stop the record button now. I think we'll, we'll end it right there. I mean, again, right to the rescue, beautiful, beautiful outro. And yes, thank you guys for a thousand plays. It truly, truly means a lot. And we are truly grateful and honored. Don't forget to visit us on www.paradisos.world, Instagram, Paradisos Podcast, and Twitter, Paradisos 101. Guys, have a beautiful night. Hopefully, you guys had a great, great 4th of July day, and hopefully, you guys have a great 4th of July weekend. Thanks again, guys, for just sitting down and supporting us and continuing to support us. God bless you all, my beautiful people. Good night.